They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are so excited that you guys are here today to Power to Grow. I have an amazing, amazing story that you guys are, it's going to touch your heart. Uh, The first time I heard her story, I was just, wow, blown away. So I want to welcome Jacqueline and it's Franchetti. Is that right? Okay. I just want to make sure. And Kira, this is Kira's mom and she is, and she also has a foundation for Kira. It's Kira Franchetti Foundation. And I'm just going to let you, Jacqueline, tell me, tell us about your story. What happened? Where were you at? and, And what led up to this foundation? Three years ago, my beautiful, fiercely independent, happy, silly, goofy toddler Her name was Kira. She was 28 months old. She was shot twice in the back while she slept. Her father poured gasoline all over his house, set fire to it, and he killed himself. And he did it as a form of revenge against me. We were going through a custody proceeding at the time in Nassau County Family Court in New York State. And I can tell you right now, her murder was 100% preventable. I did everything that you were supposed to do. I left an abusive relationship. I got out. And I got out to protect Kira, who I miss every single second of every day. And I actually left when I was pregnant with Kira at the time. But there's a part of the story that we're not told when it comes to family abuse. And that's what happens after you leave. And unfortunately, our family court system, our divorce court system compounds the abuse. They make it worse and they put our children into harm's way. Our family court system right now is set up to protect the abuser and not the child. And that is something that we desperately need to change. Right now, we are at the point where there is a national epidemic. Kira is one of 718 children who has been murdered by a mom or a dad while going through a custody divorce, separation, or support case within our family court or divorce system. These numbers are astronomical. And as awful as the child murders are, there's a much larger story here because 58,000 children each year are turned over to a parent, a mom or a dad who's physically, sexually, or emotionally abusing them. That means today in the United States of America, there's over half a million children who are scared to go home. Those numbers are astronomical and absolutely need to change. According to the American Judges Association, 70%, over 70% of abusers are getting custody in family court. We need to change this dramatically. And just to drill down further, let me tell you briefly about Kira's case and what happened. Everyone ignored every single red flag and documented evidence. And if any one person who was involved in Kira's case had explored more or taken my word seriously, she would be alive today. 
we had Child Protective Services who was involved. They did an investigation. Their report came back with quote unquote low risk and quote unquote no DV, meaning no domestic violence. They noted in there that he had anger and rage issues, that he was outright hostile. He was cussing at me, threatening me. I would like to know from CPS what is considered medium or high risk in these scenarios. We had a forensic evaluator who was involved in her case. And this is, mine was a PhD psychologist. He ignored documented evidence, red flags, witness accounts. And in his report, he recommended joint custody because he felt, quote unquote, that a father should always play a role in a child's life. Well, her father did play a role in Kira's life. He killed her. The judge, every time that I came back to court, things had escalated. He wasn't following court orders. He wasn't following medical directives. That's physical abuse. He was stalking me. He was harassing me, threatening me. And every time that I came to court, she yelled at me to quote unquote, grow up. This is what happens to victims when we come forward. And at our last hearing, the judge said, quote unquote, this is not a life or death situation. She was wrong. Because of her, Kira will never grow up. The attorney for the child, I begged to get more involved repeatedly, and he refused to. Again, if any one of those had had taken this forward, Kira could be alive today. And that's one of the reasons why I started the Kira Franchetti Foundation. Because we do, we're going after things in a few ways. First of all, we're trying to raise awareness about this. People don't realize how big of a problem it is. But as soon as I start speaking about it, whenever I'm at an event, by the way, people all of a sudden crowd me at the end to tell me about how they're in a proceeding where they're scared to death for one of their children and or they've aged out of the system and the horror that they went through because of family court. We can change this. And one of the great things about this is that we can take a three-pronged approach to make child safety the top priority in family court. And child safety is not complicated. If we, number one, make child safety the top priority, something that's common sense, in custody proceedings, in divorce proceedings, we can save children's lives. Number two, if we make sure that everyone who is involved is properly trained in family violence, and in child trauma, we can save lives tomorrow. And number three, if we use the best research, which would be from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, their ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Events Study, if they employ that in family court, we can see these change. Child safety is not complicated. We can do this. Mm, Thank you so much. Wow, that was powerful. Could you tell the three steps again, the three things that they can do just to clarify for the listeners? Sure. Number one, we need to make child safety the top priority in family court. This is something that's common sense, but not in practice by our family court system. Number two, make sure that everyone's involved in these cases is properly trained Mm -hmm. and that they fully understand family violence and the dynamics behind childhood trauma. Currently, they do not. And number three, that we're using the best research. And that should be from the Centers for Disease Control. That's the gold standard of research, their ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Event Study. When we use that as a yardstick to measure trauma, and if the family court system embraced this, it would be a game changer. Thank you. So those are powerful things. Those are some things that had those been in place could have made a big difference for you. I know that this was, actually, I can't even imagine how to get through something like that. Could you share with us, what was it that you, what was the main thing that helped you get past this situation that you were dealing with, with your daughter? And I know you never get past it, but what I mean is how did you deal with that? 
and you're right, you don't get past it. You, you can never move on, but you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And there's a wonderful TED talk that's out there that really talks about that. And the woman who does it is, does a brilliant job, but I agree with everything she talks about. We can move forward. And I have really set out to build a resilient life for myself. Look, we live in a in a happy, selfie world. And while I wish everyone had a charm life, the reality is that oh, awful things happen. And I certainly hope that no one experiences something to the scale in which I did. But there are too many of us who are out there that suffer while we're going through a divorce, death, um, job loss, relationships, job stress, whatever it may be. And society, you know, we're, they almost say, well, just take this magic pill and snap out of it. You know, you should be strong, tough out, toughen out of it. That's very easy to say, but it's very easy, like you just said, to almost want to close yourself off and live in a prison. But, you know, what I've learned to do was to honor the pain and channel my pain and learn, been able to do this so that I can smile again, I can laugh again, and I can enjoy life. Now, that does not mean that I don't miss Kira every single second of every day. I do. But I've had to rewire my brain. I've had to change my mindset. I've had to change my outlook on life and do a tremendous amount of work to make sure that I can do just that. So you, first of all, you didn't just push the pain away. You actually recognize the pain and you said, okay, I I have to feel this pain that I'm feeling and then start channeling and channeling that pain to something a little more positive where it sounds like you built this foundation to help other children that are going to be able to make a difference for those children. Now you can't go back in, in this situation for you, but you can in the future help other children. I love, love, love your message. And I love that you're doing that. And it, and it sounds like you really had to make a mind shift, a, a mindset change to channel that pain towards something more powerful and and more positive than um, dealing than having that pain and suffering in it. After Kira was murdered, you know, days turned to weeks, and I didn't know what day of the week it was. I didn't know if the sun was rising or setting, and quite frankly, I didn't care. Um, I used to sit by her grave and read books to her, and. I had doctors who were trying to just throw scripts at me and put me on antidepressants. And I actually, because of the way I would hold my pain, I used to hold it in my stomach. Everyone holds their muscle, their pain in a, in a certain part of their body. For me, it's my stomach. I actually started to do damage to myself because I was clenching my stomach muscles so tight to the point where they did medical testing on me to make sure I hadn't done internal organ damage. I had to retrain myself in terms of how I held stress how I dealt with stress, how I looked forward to the future. I used to wake up every day and try to think of what I'm grateful for. And some days, many days, it hurt just to breathe. Mm. Look at a pad and say, I'm going to write down something I'm going to be grateful for. And I'd look at the pad and I just want to throw it across the room. Mm -hmm. But I slowly started to figure out a way to put the pen to paper, wake up every day and be grateful for something. And to take that forward and and move it so that each day I had something more to be grateful for. Honor the pain. It's there. Don't try to brush it away, but look at what you can also be grateful for so that you can move forward, not move on, move forward right. in the right way. Perfect. Perfect. We're going to end with that. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this unbelievable story that is so sad, but 
so good that you are using it to help others. And I just really commend you for that. And I'm so grateful to have you on my show today. And just make sure that if you are wanting to support this foundation, it's Kira Franchetti Foundation. And I'll be posting that also. So you'll have a link to be able to link to and find out more information on how you can help and donate. So thank you so very much, Jacqueline, for having um, taken the time to be on our show today and share your message. And we'll have her back. We're going to talk a little bit deeper into some of these subjects that uh, some of the things that she's doing. and, And again, that pain and that those, you know, the things that she dealt with during that experience. So thank you again. This is Donna. You're welcome. And this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.